I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. We are best friends and dietitians. We have a goal of challenging nutrition misinformation and fitness trends with an evidence-based approach. Each episode, we will dish up our thoughts about the latest facts on a popular health-related topic. We're the Upbeat Dietitians. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of the Upbeat Dietitians podcast. Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about a very exciting topic. We're going to talk about how to eat intuitively while traveling. I'm sure this has definitely come up at some point where we're like, oh my gosh, I'm leaving my home place or I know where to get food. I know where how the appliances work. I'm an environment I'm very familiar with. How do I handle eating while traveling? And that's what we're going to talk about today. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. If you're on your intuitive eating journey, depending kind of where you're at on that journey, you may have mastered, you know, like your hunger and fullness and routines and all of that, like when you're at home, but maybe you're feeling nervous about like how to do that differently when things aren't in routine, which makes sense. Like it can be kind of easy to figure out how to easy and heavy air quotes to like figure out how to eat intuitively, like on a day-to-day schedule. But when things change, that's when it gets a little tricky on figuring out how to navigate hunger and fullness cues and food choices and the why behind your choices. So we're going to go into all that today. Yeah. I'm excited. Me too. Because I love traveling. We we recently traveled together twice in a short span and we did not do very good at intuitive eating. We (laughs) kept getting too hungry and then we overate and it was not great. So we'll give things to do (laughs) instead of that. Don't recommend. Yeah. Listen to what we say, not what we do. Yeah. Or however that phrase goes. Yeah. So let's start right off the bat with our little tip we want to talk about, or just like our little point we want to talk about with intuitive eating while traveling is remembering that food is part of the experience. Food should not be stressing us out while traveling. The biggest stressor should be where are we going to eat next, which is a legitimate stressor at times, but essentially it's okay to enjoy foods that maybe are a little bit more specific to the culture or are something a little bit just different from like, say like for our examples in the U S maybe we're going to like a Southern area and there's something different there. And we want to try that cuisine. It's okay to eat all the foods and any of the foods from like a satisfaction standpoint of like, oh my gosh, I've never experienced this before. Let's try it out and see how it goes. And you'll notice, and we're giving you permission to eat kind of whatever you want, but you also note that eating a lot of like rich and heavy foods you might not feel super great. So naturally, when we're kind of listening to our body, that's something we're, we've been working on. Uh, we want to make sure that we are incorporating some gentle nutrition and trying to maybe eat a vegetable here or there or drink water and kind of do little things like that to make sure we're nourishing our body to make sure we don't not feel great. But also there are kind of some cases where we only have so much control over what we have access to. So experience the food, enjoy the food, listen to your body. You know, if you don't want to feel great, 
by eating a bunch of rich food and trying it, that's okay as well. Yeah. Depending on maybe the length of your vacation or what you're going for, maybe it's just a very food heavy vacation. That's fine. It's not like you're going to do that. It's a special occasion. You're not. And also like, if you don't want to feel great, that's not our decision to make for you. (laughs) That's up to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the biggest reason I like to travel besides like businessy things that I got to do is um, for food. Like I will go to a place because of the food choices I can get there. And if I go somewhere, I like to ask everyone around me. I know that's been there. Like, what's the good food to get when you go to this place? So like Emily said, like, it's okay to enjoy the different foods there that maybe are not what you're used to actually encourage doing that. And it, may lead to some uncomfortable feelings if you do overeat because you skipped meals or because it was just really delicious. Um, or you're just not used to that type of food and didn't maybe know how rich it was. I don't know, whatever it is. Like there might be cases where when you are traveling and eating different foods that you maybe can't honor hunger and fullness to like an optimal level. And that's okay. Like we say, say this all the time here on the podcast that like intuitive eating is not the hunger and fullness diet a big part of it. That's two of the principles, but, um, being perfect, so to speak, it's not really a thing, but you know what I mean? Being perfect is not really the goal. It's just to keep that hunger and fullness in mind most of the time, but, um, giving yourself grace. If you do ever get too hungry or get too full. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This is a good segue into our next one. So yes, there's kind of this idea with holidays too, coming up when you're listening to this, but also with, we, when we travel, there's this idea of like calories don't count when you go on vacation and we don't like this mindset because it is like giving permission to ignore your fullness cues, which again may ha- might happen, but it's kind of like putting you in a situation where you almost always are going to overeat and just feel really uncomfy. And honestly, like calories always do count. That's a good thing. Like we need calories. Calories aren't a bad thing. If we didn't have the calories from all of our delicious food on vacation, we'd have no energy, which is like what Emily and I experienced recently. Like we were just pooped because we had no calories in us. So calories don't count is like one of those like toxic positivity things, if you ask me, um, because like calories do count and that's a good thing. So get rid of that mindset if you're struggling with that. Yeah. Thank goodness for calories because they keep us going. And they keep us, they give us energy. They help us stay concentrated. Um, if you have a big day ahead of you, you need to eat while you're traveling. If you're going on a hike or you're going on a bus tour and you need to go to multiple sites, you need to eat or else you're going to not feel great. And then maybe not enjoy those experiences as much. So thank goodness for calories. We love I feel that. like that's, I feel like people don't talk about that enough. We always no. hear the like, like you always just hear about how bad calories are. Yeah. But no one talks about like, yay calories. Yeah. I big fan. Big fan. Keep up I the good work. KCAL. Popcorn right next to me. Like I love, I love food. I know it's the yeah. dumbest thing to say from a dietitian, but <laughs> yeah, obviously I love food. Yeah. Like calories are good. That's the, that's the bottom line here. Absolutely. Which I also feel like. We can talk about this next point a little bit with kind of the prospect of like calories don't count. 
the other side of it is let's not compensate for days that maybe we eat a little bit more than we're used to, or we eat something differently, or we feel like we're eating something quote unquote bad. We don't need to overcompensate for that. So you do, your body's very smart. It does a lot of really crazy things. And one eating occurrence or one day or even a trip is not going to throw you into complete, like a chaotic health state. Permoil. No. Only thing I will know is like, if you have, like, obviously if like you have an allergy to something or you have a chronic condition where like eating a food could affect your lab values or like something like that. And it's not to say like, I'm not saying like carbs and diabetes, like not that correlation. It's like, if, if you have a chronic condition that affects this, you know, like, I don't, you, you know, we're talking to you and you know, it's you. (laughs) Yeah. We're not talking about those situations, but in general, your body's very smart. We don't have to do anything crazy. We don't need to skip meals the next day. We don't have to do extra workouts and sacrifice sleep while we're traveling to make sure we can go to the gym in the hotel that morning or go for a run beforehand. And if you do overeat, one, like give yourself grace. You're human. It's okay. It happens to all of us. We're two pretty practiced intuitive eaters. And obviously recently we didn't practice that well, and that's fine. Um, and we can just, we just need to move on, go on with how maybe a more typical day of eating would look like, and you don't have to do anything crazy to make up for it and punish yourself. Yeah. So I'd say that applies like not only on vacation, like you'd said, like Mm -hmm. if you eat a big dinner, don't feel like you have to burn it off the next day and get up early and go work out at the hotel gym. But also when you get back from vacation, like there's no need to like go on some crazy detox diet when you get back from vacation because you ate out of routine or, you know, start doing these crazy workouts. (laughs) Like, I know Emily's like triggered by this. (laughs) I forgot about all these things. Yes. So like go on vacation and then when you get back, I know it's hard to define what normal is, especially if you are someone who is really working on this and you're kind of a beginner at all these non-diety things. But, um, what's definitely not going to be recommended is jumping on a diet bandwagon, cutting foods out. We all know how that ends. So get back to whatever typical either is and feels good for you, whatever you kind of want it to be, whatever you're kind of working on before, um, versus compensating after vacation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next one. Um, this kind of goes back to like experiencing all the local cuisine, try new things like you're on vacation and food is so exciting. I'm sure someone listening can relate that like, that's a fun reason to travel is just for like new restaurants and stuff. Um, pretty much anywhere you go, like there's some kind of like local, whether it's like a, in the U S like a regional food, or if you're like really traveling, like internationally, like a totally new cultural cuisine you could try. Um, so don't be afraid to do that. And that can make it, it can be really scary. Cause again, if you are someone in the beginner stages, so to speak of intuitive eating, it can be really scary to try new things. If you have gotten used to your day-to-day, but it's going to be a good challenge. And that's how you're going to get even better at intuitive eating is by getting out of that day-to-day and being able to adapt all the principles and things you've learned in different, like, I don't want to say seasons of life, but like different situations. 
Yeah. This is, instead of viewing it as a scary time, we could view it as an opportunity that we might not have again. We're like, oh my gosh, when's the next time I'm going to be in Belgium or the next time I'm going to be in Japan or the next time we want to make it local to us. Like the next time I'll be in New York or like something like that, where you're in such a fun environment in such a great environment to try authentic cuisine, like of that area you can be really scared to try new things. But you don't have to even eat it all. You could just try a little bit. Yeah. Split it with someone. Get a sample. And it, like if you get it and you don't like it, you can always throw it out. Like you don't have to force yourself to eat this, but it could be a really fun opportunity. Yeah. So yeah. Print things. Yes. So we kind of touched base about this next one a little bit, kind of all throughout, but try and incorporate gentle nutrition when possible. This doesn't mean food. We're not about to list out some food rules for you to follow while traveling. Or if you don't follow these, you're a bad intuitive eater. No, no. Like there are no good intuitive eaters and there are no bad intuitive eaters. There are just people eating try and listen to their body again and trust their body. So we do have a couple tips though to kind of keep in mind to incorporate whenever possible. So the first one being drinking water, especially while you're traveling and moving around and maybe you're drinking more alcohol or you're drinking more different types of mixed drinks like juices or whatever it is, make sure you're drinking water. You're probably moving a little bit more. You might be in different types of climates, whether it's hotter weather, colder weather, and our thirst cues. I don't know if we've ever said thirst cues on here. I don't know why I don't like that word. <laughs> Ew, thirst cues. Your, I can't think of something. I was about to say salivating cues. Your not... hydration meter. That sounds a little better than thirst cues. I don't know. They're both pretty bad. Your hydration station meter cues. That's the worst Thirst. one. Yet. Thirsty. <laughs> um, might be a little bit off based off of kind of what we have going on. So make sure you drink water. Yeah. Carry a water bottle with you. When you're at a restaurant, making sure you're ordering water as well. Make sure you drink water. Next thing you know is trying to eat a protein source at every meal or at every eating occurrence if possible. This will help you feel satiated, making sure we're giving yourself something that's going to have more of that long lasting energy with it. And it'll, it'll make you feel a little bit better. Additionally, trying to incorporate some of those non-starchy veggies whenever possible. This is just a little bit way to kind of maybe keep everything moving. We don't want to experience constipation. That's not fun. 10 out of 10 would not recommend. And I feel like it's something that people experience very often while traveling oh, yeah. you're in a different bathroom environment like elevation affects gi health yeah um you're probably so eating differently mm -hmm. probably eating less fiber based off of just trying new things they tend to be a little bit more carb heavy um that tend to be a little bit lower in fiber so add in some non-starchy veg 
make sure your bowels are happy because when our bowels are happy, we're happy. Yeah. I'm a good pooper usually, but even when I travel, I, at first I'm like, Ugh, it's just yeah. not, not the same. I'm like same time every day. Yeah. And that's another thing is like the time zone when you're changing yeah. time zones, your body's completely thrown off. So it needs all the help it can get. Yeah. <laughs> And then the last thing I'll note is trying not to skip meals, whether it's you get really busy or we're overcompensating for a different meal. Don't skip your meals. Even if it's something small, it'll probably affect your energy, might cause you to overeat later. We want to make sure we're constantly fueling our body to do all the fun things on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Emily and I, when we were traveling recently, we just got so busy that we would just like forget to eat, which is not usually like us. No. And then we would wonder why we were exhausted at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And then we would eat all of the snacks. All the snacks. And not be able to like know what we want. <laughs> oh my gosh. We were so indecisive. And I struggle with that anyway, because I always want to like try all the new things and I don't like making decisions yeah. about food because I want to eat everything. Yeah. Anyway, don't be like us. No. All right. Our next Learn one from us. Is, what'd you say? <laughs> Learn from us. Learn from us. Yeah. Um, our next one is all about movement. We mentioned it a little bit with like the whole compensating thing, but when it comes to exercising on vacation, if it feels good, do it. Like some vacations are even based around movement, like hiking trips, for example. I know Emily does that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know I used to do this. Like we'd be on like a family beach vacation and I would every single day be at the like resort gym or whatever, because no days off that whole thing. So don't feel like you have to do that. If you want to go for it, if it just helps you kind of stay in that routine, it helps you feel maybe like that constipation's improved. If you're doing more of that activity, if there is a good reason behind or a supportive, positive reason behind that choice to work out, go for it. Um, But honestly, I see clients a lot who travel and they will just mentioned how they're actually usually more active when they are on a trip for whatever reason, whether they're like walking around like Disney world, getting like 18,000 steps a day, or, um, maybe it's like a hiking trip. Um, there's, I'm sure a lot of nature or a lot of trips where the nature of it is just to relax and not move that much. And that's okay too. Um, but you might even find that if your day-to-day is usually kind of sedentary due to like your job or whatever you're doing throughout the day, it might actually be the case that you're more active while you're on vacation. So all that to say that bottom line, if movement feels good, do it, but don't do it because you feel like you have to, or that you're going to gain 80 pounds. If you don't work out that week. No, you'll be okay. If you miss a day, your body, your body needs to rest. Yeah. Anyway, but you'll be okay. So we had a, we have a little list of convenient items to have on hand. This will help making sure you're eating enough. If you, maybe you're going a long period of time without eating a meal. Um, and we wanted to share them with you because for the most part, they're pretty, they're all pretty shelf stable. So like, if you don't have access to a fridge while you're traveling and whatnot. So first thing to know is having fruit on you, fresh fruit, canned fruit, dried fruit, all really great options for some quick energy and an easy snack. And we'll be able to sit in a car or sometimes like a bag, whatever it is. Um, Super easy. 
Next thing we'll know are like pre-portioned out snacks are super easy. So Hannah's popcorn, for example, or you could do like pretzels, goldfish, crackers, anything like that. It's also super easy to have on hand. We'll be able to maintain different temperatures very easily and it's super easy to carry. Protein shakes and protein bars are really easy. Biggest thing I'll note with this is like a protein shake. I think a lot of them are shelf stable. You just, I would just check to make sure it's not like, um, it contains dairy for a long period of time, but even it's, then like they're shelf stable till you open them usually like the premier okay. proteins or fair life ones, which are what I would usually do. Um, they're shelf stable until you open it and they do taste better cold too. So of course, like if you just prefer it that way, then find a way to get it cold if you can. But like, yeah, once you open it or once you do refrigerate it, then it has to stay refrigerated, but good to know. Otherwise it's shelf stable until then. That's crazy. Don't ask me how. It's a food science. I was about to say. <laughs> I'm like, how does that work? But that's not a question for us. No. Let's, we'll bring a food scientist on and be like, so what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> um, another easy snack, nuts and seeds. You make a little trail mix. Super easy because they're going to have some fat and protein in there. It's going to help us from a say tidy standpoint, give us a little bit more, maybe long lasting energy. Pudding or jello cups are super easy as well. The pudding's one that also I'm like, how does that work? But know. you know, I'm not one to question the science. That's oh no, I'm I'm happy that we live in a world where I can keep putting out for months and it's not going to go bad. Like. Wow, I love this life. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, ignore that. Sorry. What did I you notice? Oh, I had I had my phone on accidentally. No. I okay. Saw your volume really far down because they're all <laughs> headphones, so I can barely hear anything. <laughs> well, if I scared anyone, I'm sorry. <laughs> eh, it'll be fine. Yeah, but what a crazy world we live in. I know. It's really great, great if we have like a zombie apocalypse and we need food. You're opening a can of worms. <laughs> Ross does not listen to this. So that's good. Um, <laughs> he is going through a phase right now where he is like scared that like the world's going to end. And so he bought like some of those, like, like military meals. Yeah. <laughs> like just like one day at work, he like ordered them on Amazon and like they came to the house and I was like him and Amazon. I know he's like an Amazon junkie. He's the reason why Jeff Bezos is a billionaire. Um, he's keeping him in business. Yeah, him and him not that Jeff needs help, but um, like, what? Yeah, did, he's like prepared. I like did something. Like, won't tell me why. I'm like, because I was gonna say like lockdown freaked people out. Yeah, but the, this was like that was two years ago. ago. Yeah. So now we have stuff like come over <laughs> to my house and we get to the zombie apocalypse. We have some snacks. Not very much. You didn't get that much. Probably enough for the two of us to last for like a week or two. I was going to say, I'm gonna... <laughs> maybe don't take my stuff actually stay away, <laughs> but that's crazy. I don't, he like, won't tell me what it is. Like why he like all of a sudden, like had this like urgency to do that. And then like, he like called me that day before I knew he ordered it. And he was like, I'm just like. I'm working on getting some stuff for us in case we need it. Like we got flashlights. Like I'm like, what did you see on TikTok that like made you nervous that we're going to get eaten up by zombies? That's and so then, wild. I don't think this girl at work that listened to this either. One of the girls at work last week 
was saying the same stuff. There has to be something going on. I know. I'm like, what am I not getting? What am I missing? She's like, I don't know. I don't have a reason to say this, but like, I had this like feeling that like the world's going to end or something. And what's so funny is like her and Ross, we've always joked for the last like three years are the same person. It's kind of funny. Kind of like you actually too. Mm -hmm. Um, like they have so many similarities. It's so weird. Um, I, it's so funny. Like everyone I befriend is basically also Ross. (laughs) You have a specific type. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I don't know what it is. They had to see something. I know. I know you don't just like think about that unless you have a reason to. Something sparks that. Like, right. Tell them to get pudding. Yeah. We need some pudding and some protein shakes. You can get some popcorn, pretzels, nuts, seeds. I don't even know what this is actually a survivalist. This isn't a travel convenience. (laughs) We're preparing you guys for the zombie apocalypse. How to be an intuitive eater during (laughs) the end of the world. (laughs) We should do an episode on that. Like if the world fools, we could do like an even though we're spoiling it now. Yeah, skip this part. We cut it out. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So yeah, I've got stuff. I don't know what he bought. I need to look and see like what the food is. It's probably nasty. I think it lasts. I was gonna say you should do a taste test, but I don't know if he'd be happy if you taste tested his zombie apocalypse. The apocalypse happens. Right. And you can be down a meal that could have kept you alive. I know. Or giving you enough energy to run away from the zombies. Yeah. Don't skip meals because the zombies will get you otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) You need those calories to beat up some zombies. (laughs) Yes. That actually does scare me. I don't know if zombies are real. I don't even know. I don't know my thoughts on that. Zombies and ghosts and all that. I don't know, but I terrible. We talked about this last episode, but I'm all team aliens. aliens. I'm very much team aliens because there's no way. I haven't done the research, but I I agree. There's just like no way us humans, like there's no way us as a species, like look how we're handling life right now and we're alive. No, we can't. There's gotta be someone smarter than us. No, no, no. Yeah, we cannot be the, like the, like the top of the totem pole. Like there's no way. We're probably at the bottom. Yeah. That's so crazy. I always, Bobby and I talk about this. We're like, what if the insects or like something like comes together and turns against humans? Do you know how easy, like bugs in the world or like. I mean, there's, they outnumber us by, I don't even know how much. They just need to like figure it out and we're easily outnumbered. And that's just here. Yeah. On stupid earth. There's so many other planets. We don't. Yeah. I I don't know about zombies. I haven't really put that much thought into it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know about those because I just don't, I don't know much about it. No. But like the whole idea is like you just die and come back as a zombie, right? No, I thought you have to get bitten or like you oh, have yeah, like yeah. the, you have to have like in the sickness. Oh yeah. So where did the idea come from? Like, has there ever been a zombie before or someone just like create that as like a mythical thing? I don't know. And like, I'm why are we running like, with it so much? <laughs> why do we make so many movies about it? Right. And like, why are we all kind of nervous about a zombie apocalypse? I mean, it's kind of like pandemic-like where there was a sickness that went around. And then in our case, on our current 
pop current life. Hope there isn't another one because I don't want to go through that all over again. Um, in our case, it was respiratory related that led to uh, sometimes death, but it could easily be. Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't. Okay. This is, we're going off tangent, but they I need know to what share they got this. into today. It's fine. I, one of my friends that you also know from Purdue, they had a like grad school project where they had to like develop a virus, but explain the entire method methodology of it from a biochemistry standpoint so like this person's very smart obviously but they created a virus that mimicked rabies and it was respiratory it was it was transferred airborne and i forget what else it was but it was like zombie like but with rabies and they somehow created it like virus wise and explain the entire pathology of it where like it could make sense. And I'm like, what if people are doing that? And if it's like airborne, like an airborne zombie disease, <laughs> it's over for all. Of like us. you just breathe it in and then you're a zombie or like, what are the symptoms? Like pre-zombie symptoms where like, you're kind of a human, kind of a zombie. When do you become a zombie? Like before you die, like, is it? the symptoms when you're just, like, that determine through it yeah and like if she could create that like that could yeah. like, be made oh we're screwed i'll hold <laughs> on to something <laughs> Maybe. i married a smart man <laughs> you're right you're gonna you need to start like building your house to be a safe house or like just a room to be a safe house with I the know. food so I die before that. Like, I just don't <laughs> want to deal with that at that point. I don't either. I like, just take me zombies. Like it's not even worth I fighting. I would gladly join them. Like what am maybe I they're on just, maybe we're the bad guys. Maybe the zombies are the good guys. That's a good perspective. Yeah. And you don't know if maybe. zombies are smart enough to like, what are they trying to build? Like, what's their deal? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You don't, you don't watch spider-man movies no um there's a spider-man movie where this professor wants to make everyone a lizard because he thinks everyone's life would be better that right there is why i don't watch the spider-man movies (laughs) and there was one of my favorite tiktok jokes you know how like tiktok and people could be funny really sometimes on tiktok one of my favorite i don't know maybe it was a year or two ago it was probably a year ago when like no way home spider-man like spider-man no way home came out um and oh spoiler alert if you haven't seen it 11 months later (laughs) skip ahead like 45 seconds um but he comes back and everyone like on tiktok like someone would show like some like really sad event and it wasn't even always spider-man related but people would be like but our lives would be so much better if we were all lizards. And it was a running <laughs> joke for so long. Or like, it was like someone got, I don't know, it'd be like even really dark. Like someone would be talking about like a chronic illness and people would be like, but you wouldn't have it if you were a lizard. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> um, but like maybe our lives would be better for all zombies. Right. I would have to pay maybe taxes. Maybe Ross shouldn't be protecting against them. Maybe he should be joining them. I know. If Ross goes, I'm going. Like they can take us both. <laughs> they can take Finn. Oh, a little Finn zombie. 
He wouldn't hurt anybody. He'd be so cute. (laughs) (laughs) No. He just want to, like, play. Yeah. Oh. He's, like, right next to me. Look at him, little zombie guy. (laughs) He could never hurt a fly. No. I wonder if, like, if a dog zombie bites, you've turned into a dog. Or if, like, well, same virus. In the movie, I am legend. Have you seen that movie? I'm not a movie person. I've probably seen like five movies in my entire life. That's not counting like <laughs> like Disney movies and stuff. I've obviously yeah. seen like as a kid, but like yeah. classic movies like that that I know I've heard of a billion times. You would not like I Am Legend. Mm. I'm gonna spoil it for you because fine. It's... I probably never you don't like it. scary things, right? I hate scary movies. Okay, it's like kind of a thriller and i get scared mm. um spoiler alert if you also haven't i'm legend's been out for at least five years yeah i've heard so that. if you also skip ahead but the dog dies nope and i the first time i watched it i literally was crying nope immediately but the no. dog was bit by zombie dogs mm. and Will Smith, the main character, had like killed his dog so he wouldn't be a zombie. Mm. But the zombies went after the dog. They didn't go after Mm. well. No, they didn't go after Will Smith. Hmm. But also the dog was protecting. Yeah. Will Smith. So like the only movies, like I don't want to watch things like that. Like I want to watch The Office and Shits Creek and New Girl. (laughs) And just not have to be stressed out while watching TV or sad. I have, yeah. I can cry at any point from other events in my life. Like I do not need a movie to make me sadder. That's true. Or stressed out. So you don't like movies or like you, like the sad love movies? No. Like notebook. Okay. <laughs> I feel like, didn't we watch? We watched it together. together. That was we awful. That was traumatic for me. But there were also times we intentionally watched sad movies because we're like, I want to cry. You would, okay, you would watch coming home from military videos. I remember this distinctly. No, I've grown out of that. No more. Okay, you would do that intentionally to yourself. I know. I don't know why. I think, I think I just wanted to be sad because I, I don't, I, I don't know. I can't explain the behavior. Maybe we weren't, you weren't sad enough yet. Yeah. But now we've reached our threshold. Now I've reached the threshold. <laughs> I do not need that in my life. Any kind of like sad, like Ross will tell you, if we're like watching t- TikToks together and like a sad like dog video comes up, I'm like, no, you like got to scroll. He's like, oh, it's happy sad. I'm like, nope, I don't care. I do not need to be crying more than I'm already crying. I do not need this. <laughs> yeah. That's why I like, I don't venture out with like shows or movies because I'm comfortable with The Office, Shit's Creek, New Girl, Park. I feel like this speaks upon i think this speaks upon anxiety like the comfortability of knowing what to expect exactly i don't i don't like new things (laughs) i like to be comfortable i want a really boring life where i have a comfortable amount of money and i just know it's always going to happen i'm also a control freak so that's also part of it (laughs) i'm an anxious every nine control freak (laughs) Every episode, we just break have, down more I don't about it. <laughs> you have the podcast. I have the podcast. Thanks uh, for being our freak therapists, guys. Yeah, Even though we don't hear what you say back. They're thanks for listening to us. Crazy I am. Yeah. <laughs> we should finish this list. We're like oh. literally almost done with the episode and then we do this. 
I think we literally just talked about zombies for 15 minutes. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. Uh, okay. So let's just knock through the rest of these easy convenience items for packing or while traveling or in a zombie apocalypse. So you could do like tuna or chicken star kiss packets. Super easy. Fun flavors. To have on hand for protein and energy to fight zombies or to hike a mountain. Um, canned proteins also super easy. I only thing I would think is with canned proteins, making sure you either have a can opener or it's the ones you can like pop. Peel. Yeah. Because we want to access our food. <laughs> we can have it, but we need yeah, to be able to open it. <laughs> um, additionally, flavored beverages are super great to have something different on hand. Like you could, or you could also bring like Mio with you to add some like flavoring. Sparkling waters are super easy as well. Or if you just need access to water, maybe just you brought a water bottle with you, but you don't have access to like a water fountain, bottled water is good to have on hand as well. Yeah. So now that we got through all that very quickly after our end <laughs> of was world tangent. the end of the bulk of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Sorry we deterred you so quickly. We led <laughs> you on that, that this episode about, was about, <laughs> we're talking about putting a shelf stable and now here we are. Well, you mentioned Ross thought the oh, world yeah. was going to end and I we can't skip over that. Maybe he knows something. That I know. Don't. And now we're like warning you guys, not that we're conspiracy people. We don't want to no. freak you out, but just, just think about it. Make your own decision. Yeah. Ross yeah. did without consulting <laughs> me. He just went for it. <laughs> like Hannah will thank me later. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm glad like we're a good pair because I would never think of that. I would just stress about it until it actually happens. And then I'd be like, well, this sucks. <laughs> I mean, if it's good for that long in like 20, 25 years or however long it works for, you could just get another round of it. Right. We'll just eat that up. Like the episode of The Office where Dwight is like going through his like bunker food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Bottom so. line, intuitive eating while traveling can seem scary, especially if you're in the beginning of your journey. Um, Because it's new and you don't know what to expect. But like Emily said, flip that mindset from like a place of maybe nervousness and fear to more of like viewing it as an opportunity, a time to grow, a time to learn. I know it's not as easy as us just saying to flip that mindset, but hopefully thinking about it differently can help you have a more positive experience. Yeah. We want you to have fun. Yeah. And enjoy all the good food. I'm guessing the reason why you're traveling is hopefully for fun reasons. So it's I hope to so too. ruin your fun. No. So let's talk about the bonus question. Our bonus question today is an interesting one. It's so random. I know. The question is eat me. Eat. Mm. Oh my gosh. I don't know what just came out of me. Eat. Uh, is meatloaf just a meatball yeah like is meatloaf just a long a giant loaf long meatball? rectangular square meatball i feel that it is i feel the i've made both i make both regularly honestly i had meatballs this week and the ingredients are pretty similar it's just a big old hunk of ground usually ground beef is what i do yeah i'm thinking if like you did a taste test 
side by side. The only thing I would note is the sauce and meatloaf. I was just going to say, I do like a ketchup like, heavy on meatloaf. Yeah. I do like a barbecue or like a tomato-y. But even if you did the tomato-y one. Yeah. Only thing I'll note, my family adds a lot of like onion and carrots that are long. So I would know. Um, I was going to go into the idea of meatloaf and the idea of meatballs, but I don't think I have the energy for that. What do you mean? Like the idea of meatballs, we think like spaghetti, we think like more savory. I like sweet meatloaf. I don't really put ketchup on meatloaf, actually. Um, Sweet. Like barbecue sauce, like sweet barbecue sauce. Um, Nothing. It's like you putting like jelly on your meatloaf or what? (laughs) No. Um, But like when I go into meatloaf, I'm expecting something probably sweeter with strands of veggies from my standpoint with like potatoes meatballs i think more cheese do you add cheese to meatloaf or do you eat meatloaf with cheese okay no i think i'm just thinking like parmesan oh i think my short answer is they are the same same my long answer is but there's like they're kind of still the same different topics there's just like so many variations of meatballs there's even like in different like culture yeah. different kinds of meatballs but That's we're talking true. like americanized like some good old ground beef yeah i think they're the same yeah well different forms it's just beef in different forms yeah both delicious do you like both of these i love both of these yes. me too yeah i just love beef i had beef 20 minutes i love beef today. so much me too I used to not eat it because, you know, sort of eating. Um, and I had like no energy because I had like no iron ever. And so I was definitely deficient. I know you had a phase two where you were. Yeah. But luckily, <laughs> luckily, good old anemia always drained me so much that I kind of never, I never really strictly took it out only because my ferritin at one point was like seven which is really bad. <laughs> um, and plus it tastes good. Well, I think honestly, like the biggest thing is the cost. Like you can like find any meat these days. De- yes. Meat, meat is so expensive. so expensive. Also, I hate cooking meat unless it's ground because ground I can see if it's cooked. Um, the other day I did like a grilled chicken. I was like, before I served it, I cut it open. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. Make sure it's cooked just because I'm nervous. Ross is really good at meats. So ideally, I like when he does the meats and I like to do like the sides, the veggies, the starches, that kind of stuff. That's a good parent. Yeah. I like to grill. I like to do meats, but mm-hmm. I get nervous too. Yeah. Ross is just good at it. He like rarely undercooks stuff. He's good at like getting it perfectly. That's somehow. good. Okay. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the pod. We will be back as always next week with something real special for you. Yeah. Go out and enjoy your vacation and try all the good food. And just in case of the zombie apocalypse, get some shelf stable foods. <laughs> Pudding will do. Yeah. Cool. So right. have a good night. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.
Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of The Upbeat Dietitians with your hosts, Emily Krause and Hannah Thompson. We appreciate you all so much for continuing to support us. In order to support us and sustain the success of this podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. If you'd like to provide us feedback for future episodes and guest stars, follow us on Instagram at The Upbeat Dietitians. Lastly, you can show us support by providing a monthly donation using the link at the end of our bio. Once again, thank you so much for listening today and stay tuned next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.